You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hot, hot, hike! of making monsters obviously if you've been around the last couple weeks you know that i am doing kind of a cruise around the north um we talked to pete dowdy of green bay we've talked to jeremy reisman of the lions and now today i'm joined by thor nystrom he's the nfl draft analyst and college football analyst for fantasy pros and betting pros but also covers the vikings for score north so thor thanks so much for hopping on with me yeah good to be with you i think the the thor name is very fitting for covering the vikings and being a vikings fan so that's fun (laughs) Um, absolutely (laughs) all right well let's just hop right into this obviously vikings nfc north champions last season after a pretty wild ride honestly 13 and 4 last year winning all of their one score games which i feel like you just do not see that happen even the best of the best kind of the drop those occasionally and the Vikings were able to pull off some miracles last season and finish off strong and even games that I remember was it the Colts game where it was like 30 to nothing or something at one point and it just looked completely done and Vikings and Kirk Cousins just flipped a switch and it came back and they came back and won the game Uh, and I feel like there was a lot of moments in the season last year Thor that were kind of like that but uh, let's dive right into the team Obviously, the Vikings, in my opinion, hold one of the best wide receivers in the league in Justin Jefferson. I would take him in a heartbeat if I could. Um, The man's just incredible. He's so much fun to watch and obviously a major part of that Minnesota offense, if not the anchor that's kind of holding them all the pieces all together. Um, Behind that, maybe some questions, though. Parted ways with Adam Thielen. Now behind him is rookie Jordan Addison and uh, former first round rounder Jalen Rager, who's probably on one of his last chances in the NFL, um, but maybe more of a return guy. I'm thinking maybe for the Vikings. And then obviously K.J. Osborne, who we've seen the last couple seasons, uh, just over 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns definitely someone you notice when he's out there um and of course tj hawkinson who spent half the season last year in detroit and the other half in minnesota but you really start saw moments of him shining in that offense too but so that was always an interesting trade to me but thor now when we look at this obviously you're expecting jefferson justin jefferson to shine because that's who he is and that's just what he does but beyond that what are kind of the expectations from some of those other guys are we expecting a bigger role from kj this seat this season yeah, uh, a little bit, yeah, but I expect Addison to start right away, and you're going to go to 12 personnel because you signed Josh Oliver. Um, you're going to get more multiplicity, and, and KJ is certainly going to factor in a little bit more, but he he's still going to be the third wide receiver, I think. But coming in a little bit more off the bench, and, and again, more of the multiplicity, um, you know, you, you're, you're going to have more uh, three wide receiver sets, but Again, uh, a base 12 personnel offense. I think that was signaled by the signing of Josh Oliver. Mm-hmm. But the, the tight end room is really good. The wide receiver room is really good. Um, Cousins is at least a steady quarterback. And I think the offensive line is good, too. 
that the Vikings have a, a really good offense. It's the defense where there's question marks. Obviously, last season that was the unit that, that tanked the entire team. Ed Donatello has shown the door for that reason. They bring in Flores. That's what the, the entire thing is going to come down to this year is can they turn that around at least to some sort of degree where they, they can be viable, you know, contend for the division, get beyond the, the first round if they can. Yeah, and obviously that was one of the things because I think there were a lot of games where there were a lot of moments where you were a little surprised that Vikings weren't winning games by more at certain points. And then you kind of looked at the defense and there were struggles uh, all over, which we'll get to that in a little bit because uh, another part of the offense, obviously, is Dalvin Cook. Uh, there's still rumors kind of floating around that of a possible trade uh, with Cook. And so what are what is kind of going on with that situation because i'm hearing multiple things and it, it will will hear rumors and then it will get quiet for a little bit um and obviously during the soft season they they agreed to terms with alexander madison um so i don't know exactly if that is affecting anything in that way but what is it looking like from over there and what are we expecting from dalvin yeah i don't think dalvin cook is going to be on the roster for very much longer okay. uh you know J- june 1st is uh only a couple days away that that's sort of been the uh, the D-Day for Delvin Cook, no mm-hmm. pun intended there. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's when you're going to see, what, you know, whether it's a cut or a trade. Um, Miami, obviously, has been the, the hot and heavy rumor there. Um, we'll see if the Devin Achain pick ends up, um, you know, sort of complicating matters as, as far as that goes. But uh, Buffalo has been another one. You know, maybe, maybe re, you know, I don't want to reunite him with his brother or unite him, I, I guess, with his brother James. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's looking like he might be in the AFC next year, but yeah, I, I wouldn't expect that uh, Delvin in, in the Vikings backfield. Um, I, I think you're going to see more of a committee next year. I, I don't think Alex Madison is going to be the bell cow. I, I think you could see some early downward actually from their seventh round pick, uh, Dwayne McBride. Um, I, I think, uh, Madison will mix and match between some of the early down stuff, some of the, the pass down stuff. And I think you'll see, uh, Chandler. Uh, Ty Chandler, one of the picks from last year, the day three guys, I, I think you'll see him get heavy passing down work as well. What is what is the exact, what exactly is going on with Dalvin? Is there just, is it contract things? Is it just not getting a lot, locker room things? Are they just not happy with the performance where they want it to be? What exactly is the issue with that? Yeah, he, he wasn't moving around as good last year on the field. He has a big cap number and the Vikings are capped out. Okay. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is, yeah. yeah. That's what I figured it was kind of this a situation like that. And obviously when you're looking at running backs, which Bears just went through with uh David Montgomery, it just didn't quite want to pay him what Montgomery wanted here. So he went to Detroit and got a number he was more comfortable with. So you see that happen with running backs across the league just because you do the the timing of when you can get the best of a running back is obviously a little shorter than what you can get in other positions. Uh for another surprising thing to me that happened with the Vikings over this offseason um is the tra- is trading linebackers Adaria Smith. Obviously he was traded to the Browns this offseason. And now defensively, we mentioned a little bit ago, uh, the Vikings, that was what their probably biggest struggle was defensively. And Bears, Vikings, Lions all struggled pretty bad. Uh, they were all in the top four for total yards allowed. And now the Bears issue was more so against the run, allowing the second most rushing yards. But the Vikings were more in the middle of the pack there in that area. But they did allow the second most passing yards. Um, they added several linebackers this offseason and defensive linemen in the offseason through free agency and the draft. Uh, but they also took a lot of corners. And I saw... 
uh, that cornerback position addressed quite a bit in free agency and then also in the draft. So obviously they see the need in secondary and area of improvement. Um, so the thoughts on those two areas this season, run defense and secondary, are you expecting improvements in both of those? And obviously you mentioned the changing of coaches also. Well, there, the good news is there's only one way to go. Um, <laughs> cause yeah, the, the defense was so rancid last year. Um, I mean, strategically, there's also only one way to go. Um, I mean, like Donatella, it was just so obvious he had to be fired after last year. Um, you just don't see, you know, like he heading into every game, it, w it was almost like you, you knew you were beat on, on that side of the ball. Mm -hmm. they, they, were just, they were just so passive, you know, like, you know, it was like, you know, seeding five yards or six yards every single play. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting this year. Because it's going to be the exact opposite strategy. You know, when, when uh, Flores was in charge in Miami the last two years, I believe both years they were number two overall in the NFL in blitz rate. So you go from Donatel, who is the most passive defensive coordinator in all the NFL, mm -hmm. to you're going to, you're going to go to one of the most aggressive uh, defensive coaches in all of the NFL in, in one year. The, the Vikings are low on defensive talent. So, you know, it's it's like, you know, what would you rather have with one of the, the league's least talented defenses? Would you rather be super passive or would you rather be super aggressive? I, I think I would rather uh, push the envelope in, in that scenario. Um, that's what they're going to do. It, at least they've gotten a bit younger. You know, they, they you know, Quasi, one of the sort of unfortunate things that the past administration sort of passed the buck to him with, you know, I, I mentioned the cap issues before. They were also kind of pick poor, mm -hmm. you know, as far as the equity, you know, between the TJ the Hawkinson trade, which is a good trade. Yeah. You know, like you, you, you wouldn't redo that if you could. But, uh, you know, because of that and because, you know, they made the playoffs and everything like that, they, they just didn't have a lot of pick equity. But because of those two things in conjunction, they, they just didn't have a lot of flexibility this offseason. But, yeah, you know, they, they couldn't really turn the thing around on, on defense. You were able to get Byron Murphy in there. And then you swapped out uh, um, uh, Zadarius Smith for Marcus Davenport. You know, mm -hmm. you just got a little bit younger. and um, But, yeah, probably an equivalent talent you're, you're hoping for there. Um, but, you know, the, the cornerback room is, is going to be a little bit younger because, you know, Patrick Peterson. And then, you know, you're, now it's Murphy. And then on the outside, it's, it's really younger because, you know, right now the projected starters, it's Booth. Mm -hmm. And then on, on the one side, and then it's either a Caleb Evans or – the, the rookie uh, Blackman. Yeah. So we're going to have to see about that. But by any measure, the Vikings are going to have one of the worst cornerback rooms in the NFL. So, and those kids are going to be left on islands because Flores likes to send the heat. So hopefully uh, Davenport and uh, Daniel Hunter are up to the task of getting the quarterbacks really quickly. Yeah, and obviously when you look around the league in general, you can there's weapons after weapons, and I don't know exactly what your uh, your schedule looks like, but obviously even in the NFC North, I guess now with which we'll also talk about that a little bit, it changes a little bit with Aaron Rodgers gone and not in Green Bay. There's there's question marks there. Obviously, people are the, in Chicago hoping Justin Fields takes that next step, and DJ Moore is going to be a big playmaker in that. But it looks like for the most part, you it may be in the NFC North. Uh, 
a lot of Amon Ra that you're worrying about. And beside that, it is a lot of running backs. So maybe you could, you have time to kind of address those and get those guys up to speed. But I agree with what you were saying. What you were saying about the aggressiveness, though, if you don't have the the top tier talent, at least push it and see what guys you can get to hit their ceilings. Because maybe their ceilings aren't at the best, but it's better than what you've seen in previous uh, and obviously last season. But Thor, obviously, we have to talk about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been uh, a hot topic quarterback, I think, for a while, just because it's it's pretty split. A lot of people say he's uh, he's overrated, and a lot of people say he's just more of a game manager type of quarterback. Others really do believe in Kirk and say his numbers have proven it throughout his time playing in the NFL. And I, I think that it's it, I wouldn't say split down the middle because it goes back and forth. I do think a lot of the judgment did come. From his contract, I think that maybe if he didn't get the contract he did at first from Minnesota, then maybe it wouldn't have been as hot of a topic, but it has been. So what are the feelings around Kirk and Minnesota? Are most fans uh, completely behind Kirk? Are you, is, there, is there that kind of faith that he can be the guy at least good enough to get them and win them a playoff game? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think he's just like a, a kind of get you by or, or a little bit better, you know, like... Um, yeah, you know, I'm like he's he's I think more or less worth the the cap hit. I, I think is what you know people think. But like, you know, I I think you know, you know, astute fans more or less know that the cheat code is is having a, a quarter a good quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah. And so if if you had your druthers, you you would get a you know you'd take a rookie quarterback and you'd roll the dice on that and you'd hope you'd get a a solid one there. Um, you know, until then you're just sort of treading water. Um, like the, the roster as is, it's flawed because it's not that he's not worth it. It's Mm -hmm. just that you, you know, like you're paying him what the market will dictate. But because of that, you have these issues where you can't, you know, it's what we were talking about before you you, you can't, you know, all, all the holes on defense and stuff like that. It is what it is because you have to pay cousins, for instance, what, what you're paying him. Um, that, that's why you get into the issues that you have defensively. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like in, until cousins is off the roster, you just sort of have, you're in this quagmire where you're going to finish between where they're finishing and you probably aren't going to win a Super Bowl. It's not because of cousins. It's because of the way the league structures its salary cap mm-hmm. and, and the Vikings are going to have to get to a point where then they take a rookie quarterback and hope they hit the lotto with that. Yeah, and I think we've seen that in other circumstances around the league. Uh, most recently, probably Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, those kind of quarterbacks that would, they can be just good enough to win some football games, but when you are paying them the money you have to pay them and you have other holes to fill it does make it a little difficult that's why uh it is scary even looking ahead at what potentially uh guys like justin fields and trevor lawrence and some of these guys could potentially be making in a year or two because the numbers right now are just through the roof uh which isn't ideal when you're trying to build a roster from the bottom pretty much um let's take a look a little bit a few more for you thor a little bit about the nfc north as it as a whole, um, from a Minnesota perspective, Aaron Rodgers gone. Is that just as a freeing feeling for you guys as it is in Chicago? Um, well, it was a freeing feeling knowing that uh, Aaron Rodgers, as we knew him before, was gone uh, as of last season. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, to me, the the Jets played themselves by trading what they did. I like to me the the boogeyman is was already gone last year mm-hmm. uh so i i actually would have preferred just that the packers kept him 
instead of getting that enormous haul that they got from the Jets. I, th- I thought that trade was utterly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, my my sort of fear is that it, it's funny as a as a Vikings fan because you dream of the days where the the, the Packers are so bad, you know, that they they humiliate themselves, mm-hmm. but. But now my fear is actually exactly that, that, <laughs> yes. that this coming season, that they're so bad, yeah. that Jordan Love is such a joke, and that team is so bad, that they're bad enough that they get Caleb Williams. Yeah. It terrifies me. It keeps me up at night. <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then we have to, like, after, you know, we, it, was, it was far, and then it was all the years of Rodgers. And then it will be 15 years of Caleb Williams. <laughs> I, 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 I can't do it. I know. So, like, I'm. I'm hoping that they're just competent enough that they stay out of the range of Caleb Williams and Drake May. Yeah, it is a weird feeling because I've talked about that a lot since the Aaron Rodgers trade of just being like, I've wanted them to suck so bad. And I want to say that like I I would love to see Green Bay win two, three games this season. But at the same time, like you said, then if they're getting – Caleb Williams, that is definitely something we do not want to see. So I think as a whole, the NFC North is probably hoping they're just good enough to where they can win maybe like six or seven and stay away from Caleb. And then they have to make this hard decision on Jordan Love and what to do with him. And if they need to give him another year, maybe just go ahead and give. I know they just reworked a contract anyways, but it is such a weird feeling because you want them to play terrible for the first time. But at the same time, you also do not want them to get another Hall of Fame quarterback because we've seen that over and over again. And I guess by your uh, boogeyman comments, you do not want a uh, you do not want a completed Favre 2.0 trip and seeing Aaron Rodgers in Minnesota in a couple years. Oh no, <laughs> absolutely not! Like I didn't, in, you know, even though even though Favre got the Vikings like within you know like inches of the Super Bowl, I didn't enjoy that that you know mercenary couple seasons. I I didn't enjoy it at all, especially in lieu of hindsight. Now mm-hmm. now it particularly makes my skin crawl. I do not want Aaron Rodgers within, you know, 10 country miles of the city limits of Minneapolis um, ever. No. And the the other piece of context I'll add to this whole thing of, of the Packers with Caleb Williams and Drake May, mm-hmm. keep in mind that that ridiculous trade that they made with the Jets, they're probably going to get the Jets' his first round pick next year as well. Yeah. Because the the language of that trade, I think it was – was it 60 – like, Rodgers only has to play, like, 60%, 60% of the snaps? Yeah. So, is that what it is, or yes. 65? Yeah. It was not – yeah, I want yeah. to say it was 60. Yeah. And, and like, he's, you know, assuredly going to do that or whatever. And, and like, you know, the, the, like, you know, if he's as bad as he was last year, I, I, I guess I just don't think the Jets are as good as, as other people does. You know, as other people do, mm-hmm. and again, like if, if you know, if if he plays like he did last season, that's not a very good team. No. So the, you know, the, the Jets pick could be you know pretty high up there. The Packers pick if if Jordan Love plays like he did his last season in the MWC, where he threw 17 interceptions, by the way, <laughs> and he hasn't been good in his limited NFL look so far. Um, yeah, I mean th- that pick could be really high too. They'll have a ton of equity where they could also use that pick to trade up. Because keep in mind, Arizona, they have both their pick, you know, the team that's projected to be the worst in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They also have Houston's, yeah. another team who's projected to be the, the one of the worst in the NFL. And if they want to keep Kyler and, and, and they have the first pick in the NFL, or the, the first pick in the draft, they can just trade it down for whoever will trade the most 
if if Green Bay has two top ten picks, they could pony both those up to to trade up whatever. Arizona might absolutely do that if mm-hmm. they're going to just roll it forward with Kyler. So. Anyway, just something to keep in mind with all that stuff. Yeah, I guess because realistically we need, we have to cheer for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers to win games this season because if not, there's the potential that that Jets pick or Packers pick is going to Green Bay, and that's not ideal. Um, So a couple more, two more for you, Thor, before I let you go. Obviously, uh, that we mentioned earlier, the NFC North champions currently are, are the expectations there that you got, that Minnesota can do it again this season? Um, no, like in Minnesota, we're, we're a very stoic, um, expect the worst kind of people. So no, I, I, I wouldn't say so. Um, yeah, we're just, we just sort of expect the worst. And then if, if the opposite happens, we, um, then we, we expect to be devastated in the end. Yeah. I think we, yeah. uh, we're the bears fans are kind of like that too. And I hate it because I've just been so like at all, any good thing that happens, I'm like, well, that's great, but I've seen this story too many times play out in the way that I do not want it to play out. Uh, it's been really interesting this offseason to me because previously, previous for all of the years that I've been on Twitter, pretty much the offseason consists of Bears and Packers fans kind of just going at each other and they're making fun of us and we're finding some ways of whatever we can possibly make fun of them, usually just something silly that Aaron Rodgers is doing or something stupid he's saying. Um, but this offseason, it's kind of flipped a little bit. The the Vikings and Lions fans and Bears fans have all been kind of going out it a little bit, a little more chatty towards each other this last offseason than previous ones, which understandably so, no Roger, so I feel like most people aren't super worried about that. Bears just having the number one overall pick, Vikings winning the North, Lions offense really started to stand out towards the end of last season. What are the thoughts over there when it's when it's surrounding just that, that NFC North pitcher in general and the Bears? Well, yeah, it's it's fun because, yeah, the, the Bears finally have a, a cohesive plan. They, they obviously had a a pretty interesting off season and, and the trade and, and all they got back for that and, and everything like that. So there, there's a lot of hope and optimism there and a quarterback of the future and, and everything like that. And obviously the lions are coming up and, and, you know, very exciting there and they, they have a, you know, the best core that they've had there in, in years and years and years. So, yeah. And it's, um, I, yeah, I mean, the, the Packers are irrelevant for now. So, I mean, it's, it's 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 a good time to be the rest of the NFC North. So yeah, I mean let's uh, let's drink it in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, and it it is. It's just a little flip of the script, and we've all been we've all had moments. We had our season. I feel like it's happened with the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions, where they have like a good season, and then things just go kind of like go astray for a while, and then they pull it back in for just momentarily, and then it goes astray, and it's pretty much been Green Bay. So it'll just be interesting slash fun for me to see how this how the North looks at the end of this next season and, you know, all of this, how everything kind of plays out. Uh, what Because you did mention just now, obviously, you said you're, I think you said, quarterback of the future, which is interesting because I, there I think there are still question marks surrounding Justin Fields. I believe that he'll take another step up, and I do believe that helping him uh, adding weapons this offseason in an offensive line it'll help improve obviously but I did the Detroit one uh, with one of the guys that covers them for the pride of Detroit and he kind of said that the that the feel and with the Lions fans are that they're they just they're not they don't think Justin Fields is too much they're not scared of Justin Fields and it seems like maybe you think otherwise Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely a fan of Justin Fields, and it, it seems like the Bears administration is too, because they definitely could have traded Justin Fields during the spring, 
and they just could have stayed in the first slot and they could have taken Bryce Young. Bryce Young had, you know, as we saw throughout the process, Bryce Young has a bunch of big-time fans around the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I think he did in the Bears building as well. They they certainly could have done that, you know, and, and they were certainly thinking through all the scenarios. But, yeah, I mean, they chose to take the package that they did and roll it forward with Justin Fields. And I agree with that decision. Um, I'm, You know, I was a big fan of Justin Fields coming out. He was the number two quarterback on my board during that process. I, I think the number two overall player on my board. Um, I'm a big fan of his game. I, I don't understand that spring, why he got nitpicked to death. Um, he He's one of the top quarterback recruits to ever come out of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he, he was awesome in college. Um, I You know, again, like, I, I don't understand why he's gotten so nitpicked, but, like, he's just consistently improved in the NFL he he has not played with very much talent in the NFL. They're finally adding talent to him. This will be the first season where he ever plays with a good receiving core. Like, can we give this kid some time to play with competent NFL players <laughs> before we judge him? They were calling him a boss like five games into his career when he was playing with like a quadruple A team. It's like, <laughs> geez, like get, give this kid some time. It was ridiculous. Yeah, believe me, I've been I I feel like every podcast I did in the beginning of last season was just me having to defend Justin Fields in some way where I was just like, he just got sacked seven times in one game. Like, I don't understand. Or, hey, like our top receivers that game was Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis. And it was just names where that would have been like third and fourth wide receivers on any other team. And I love Darnell Mooney. I'm I'm a big fan of Darnell Mooney, but he's 5'11". And so he's your number one wide receiver. He wouldn't be on most other rosters in the NFL. um, so believe me, I, I've been screaming that, and I, I really hope that we do see that burst this season. And I know Minnesota fans probably not as much because when you're you don't want to see another really good quarterback in the division, as you mentioned. But uh, personally, it's just for the one team left in the NFL that hasn't had a quarterback to throw thirty touchdowns. It'd be nice to see that. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I really appreciate it, Thor. Thanks for hopping on with me. I know, like I said, this the season's going to be really interesting to watch. Just kind of how the NFC North plays out. Good talking to you, Taylor. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks to Thor for joining me. Um, Obviously, as we're going through this, I kind of shifted things around a little bit because sometimes I do pre-record these. And so I actually did my Lions one first to put out. But I felt like I needed to release this with kind of the hot take of him not expecting Dalvin to be there. I wanted to get that out into the world just um, in case it does happen this, you know, by June 1st or right after June 1st or whatever the situation may be. But um, it... I've said it on during the Packers one. I said it. I will say it during the Lions one. I'm saying it during this one that this this our division this year is weird. Uh, I don't think there's anybody set to win the NFC North. And so, if the Bears really take a, a, a decent leap and Justin Fields takes the step he needs to, and I've compared this before, I get it. Like everything doesn't have to be perfect. I I as most of you know, I work here in Jacksonville also and cover the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, and they added a lot of pieces. It wasn't these huge, massive playmakers that like everybody in the league wanted, but they did enough to build around him and to help him, and they went from winning one game to nine. So it it can happen, and it can happen a little easier than you expect. The harder part is keeping that consistently. Um, but now's the time to do it. This division, there's so many chances to take it, and you just have to do it. This is the time where you really have to start building that up. Uh, so anyways, uh, continue on. This, will, this is my second episode of this, and obviously we'll be doing the Lions next. And then I have some fun stuff getting 
you guys more involved uh, for the next month after that. So I look forward to it, and uh, we are full on into the off season because obviously OTAs are happening now. And there's a lot of people upset about certain situations with Jalen Johnson and stuff like that. So we'll get into some of those things coming up after we kind of just uh, finish this cruise around the north. But once again, I'm Taylor Dahl, and this is another episode of Making Monsters. Yeah. <laughs>